Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed you're joining us. Today, we'll be continuing our discussion with Scott Wright about where do we go from here. This is sort of like a brief summary of a lot of the information we've shared recently. Scott Wright is the author of the God Center Concept Journal, host of the God Center Concept Podcast, and, as you have discovered by listening to us uh, recently, an expert on the end times and the book of Revelation in particular. Today, we will be concluding this portion of our discussion. So let's jump back into the interview now with Scott Wright as we discuss where do we go from here. I've I've seen some of them and 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 some of the churches I associate they they tried doing these you know life groups or whatever you want to call them and uh, you know they'd have like five couples or something like that in these groups and one would host it each week so it rotate but let's just keep it simple four so at one one would host it every Wednesday or whatever the case may be right and then it seemed the focus was always on you know, the pizza or whatever they're going to have to eat. And, you know, there, as you said, the church would say, okay, you're going to talk about this this week. So they would have a little video. Usually the video would be by, of the pastor or something like that, that, that he'd give a little 15 minute spiel. And then that would be distributed, you know, on YouTube or whatever. So they would watch it together and then they would discuss it, or they'd have a couple scriptures to go over and discuss and all that's fine and dandy. But that was it, you know, and it was designed to get them out into the community. But instead, they're instead of hunkering in the four walls of the church, they're hunkering down in the living room of, you know, somebody, a church member doing their, you know, obligatory, you know, 60 minutes a week. Preaching to the choir. Yep. Type thing. And then, okay, well, see y'all in church Sunday. (laughs) That was it. I mean, I found it. Personally, I found it to be a waste of my time. Right, you know? and and and, it just, and and that's that is just my wife and I. We we're like, this is not something that I want to continue to happen. You know, so I mean, I I get more out of my own one hour personal study time than I did out of that one hour in the faith group or life group or whatever you want to call it, because. Right. Technically, you're only going to actually talk probably 15 minutes. Say a short prayer. All right. Now, got to go. You know, the the other half an hour was just, uh, you know, eating and talking about, you know, baseball scores or whatever the case may be, you know, social. And it's good for that for a social, you know, keep you socialized with, with other couples. And you got someone to pray with you, you know, to pick up the phone. You're supposed to be, you know, prayer partners and all this stuff. And I think that might be the way that the the churches were focusing on it. But again, it fails. 
And it seems like whatever the church is doing today is failing big time because we didn't have these, even in the wild West, right? When, you know, the drunken brawls and, you know, the, all this stuff was going on, they respected that church. They yep. respected that church. And even the, the town drunk would show up Sunday morning in church. <laughs> you know, yes. It was just something that, you know, we are here to worship God on Sunday, you know, type thing. But today, you know, we talked, you just, you just mentioned about the churches being open. They, they have to close because if they leave their doors open, when they come in the next morning, it's going to be stripped bare, yep. you know, the sound equipment, the, all that stuff, you know, it, it's, you know, again, we, we come back to our society today, but are we programmed to support the institutionalized church? Or should we be outreaching, like building a network and expanding the church's outreach? And it seems like the churches are more focused on you know, protecting us than what we're doing. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think that's accurate. No matter of fact, talking about sparking the great harvest, I think we need to, we don't need more rules. It's just like in government. We don't need more rules. We don't need more church doctrine. What we need is we need, we need more networking and, you know, just like my question is always, what is being taught? And really the focus should always be teaching. We need to be teaching people how to share their faith, how to give a testimony, and then how to actually disciple other people. And ultimately what discipling is, is teaching them how to be discipled by the Holy Spirit through the word of God, and then taking that and going and sharing it. So it's it's really those focuses it's we need to be teaching evangelism how to share our faith how to give a testimony and then how to disciple other people to help them connect deeper with god so that they can go and reach out build a, their own network and be doing the same thing mm -hmm. that's really what that's what life groups should be have done yeah, yeah and that's what they're supposed to do they're not supposed to be these internal things. I don't have a problem with a life group being, you know, something that's a fun activity, but to help connect some people, but that should not be the primary focus. And what's happened is, is that we have taken, and it's part of what my podcast is geared towards. We, we mistaken, there's a few concepts that we've mistaken in our society, inside the church, even that we just, we, we've completely walked away from the understanding of what God is calling us to do. Number one, it's, we are mistaken fellowship, discipleship. That's really fellowship. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Amen. That's what we've done. And, and this has led to some things. Number two, the, the advent of all the technology and how easy things are, we have, we have lost the idea of what real love is. And we now think comfort equals love. And I've heard a lot of pastors say that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We think we think love, what we think of as love is just really comfort. 
God equates love with faith. Yeah. He does not relate it with comfort. Comfort. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of times God isn't as very much concerned about your comfort as he is your faith. Yeah. He is much more concerned with your faith and character than he is your comfort blow. On, on that point, I have heard a lot of people, and I just brought this to my rumor, say, you know, I'm comfortable with my faith. <laughs> think about that. People say I'm comfortable with my faith. Yeah. And that's an interesting way to think about it, but yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You're not supposed I to. I will be. tell you. You're not supposed to be. I'm, I'm not just, comfortable just, with my faith. But I, I, you're I, not supposed as you to. said that, that just brought I, I've talked to several people over the course of the last year or two, and that was a statement there. I'm comfortable with my faith. And boy, that just hits home what you were yeah. talking about. There's a book called The Sayings of the Desert Fathers. And these were guys that were fasting and praying and in the word all the time. And they were, you can tell by what they talk about, they were never, ever comfortable with their faith. Yeah. They were wrestling all the time. And we are called to do that. Matter of fact, if you're in ministry and you are, even if you're a missionary, there needs to be times of withdrawal from that. And you need to be wrestling with your faith. Yeah. You need to wrestle with the word of God. You need to get entangled and you need to wrestle with God himself. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I train people, when I mentor them, I sort of walk them through a basic process. But part of that is to get them to wrestle with their faith. You need to wrestle with your sin. You do. And you need to do that in the power of the Holy spirit, because doing that will help you correct it. It really will. It, that's how you truly correct it. You know, it's one thing to rebuke, to be rebuked and you to acknowledge or confess your, your sin, but it's another thing to wrestle with it. Yeah. So you can completely walk away from it. Yeah. And that's the actual, how you correct it. And, and I think part of the, the process of this is that within church, we tried to make it really comfortable yep. and faith is not comfortable. Yeah. Amen. True love is not comfortable. Amen. It is faith. It is not, it is not comfort. And so that's, I think it's, I think it's dangerous to think that way yeah. in our faith in that walking with Christ is not a comfortable walk. I'll tell people the cross is not comfortable. Hmm. You name me one thing that is comfortable about the cross. Right. Amen. Amen. I mean, go in the gar the Garden of Gethsemane can teach you everything you need to know about the cross. It truly can. I mean, he was sweating blood, literally, because he was in so much anguish, knowing what was getting ready to come at the cross, mm. and what and what the price that had to be paid for salvation. He knows it better than we do, but we are called to surrender our lives completely to, to Christ. And so Amen. when we, when we think about making, going back to this whole great harvest thing, and, and I, and I said, there's three concepts. There's the whole comfort love thing that we've mistaken. We've mistaken. We've, we call it discipleship, but it's really fellowship. What's happening most of the time. And then there's this last aspect that is, I think so important is that, we 
we think that growth we we think if if things are going bad it's basically when we are struggle basically our struggle we think something's wrong with struggle and we think when everything's going good that that's the way it's supposed to be we get into that mindset and it goes back to this comfort thing again but i but i have to put it this way because it's another piece of it but the truth is is that struggle leads us to connecting deeper with God and it can, and it helps us to grow in the spirit. I will tell you struggle makes me let go. Yeah. Nobody wants comfort to struggle. They not. want to be comfort. Yeah, they exactly. Comfort. When I, I hold on to things when I'm trying to be comfortable and that means I try to possess them. I try to possess something that I'm not supposed to possess and it's idolatry. I mean, that is, that is, the definition of idolatry to covet. I'm going to say this to covet comfort will lead you into idolatry. Amen. Yeah, it will. And so I think churches need to think through this process. And the thing that I wish would happen. And, and this has always been an issue with the church, all seven ages of the church, but Jesus really taught us. One thing Jesus did not do is he did not talk very much about specific sins. He really didn't. What he talked about was the core issue that leads to sin. Amen. He Amen. dove deep. If you really look at him, he what he taught, he was doing deep dives of what led to sin. Yeah. Amen. If you really dissect it. Amen. And and what was the root cause of our issue? And it wasn't a specific sin. He knew that the issue was much deeper than that. He proved that to the disciples when they were they couldn't heal the the the, the boy that was possessed yep. by a demon. Yep. He went and fasted and prayed, and then came back and it just and it went away quickly. And it was because he understood what the root issue was. The root issue is that we have the wrong attachment. The wrong attachment leads to sin. And the attachment is, is that we think when we think or put something in place on the throne of our lives, that is, that is not God. And it can even be a good thing. Then we run into problems. Yep. God has to be in control. He has to be on the throne. I made this statement to somebody the other night or the other day. And we were, we were discussing, I said, the true understanding of our faith is that the that we don't we got we don't know God well enough. The more we get to know God, the more we learn to trust Him, the more that it teaches us to abide in Him. Yeah. The truth is, is we think we're knowledgeable and we're not. It's getting to know God. Mm-hmm. Our future episodes that you and I are going to talk about, and and we were you were you and I were talking about before the show what the future episodes would look like. We're going to actually do a deep dive into the declarations of Jesus. And getting to know God at a deeper level, according much of it, according to the book of Revelation, yeah. we'll, we'll use other yeah. stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But chapters one through five give us a lot of declarations of Jesus. We have the declaration of independence for our country. Well, our Christian faith needs the declarations of Jesus, according to the yeah. book of Revelation. Yeah, amen. The first five chapters list all that stuff. Praise I the Lord. am the amen, the faithful and true witness, the originator of God's creation. 
the one who holds a sharp double-edged sword, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I mean, I can go on and on. Do you, and my question to people would be, do you understand what that means when that's being said and the relevance back to all the other parts of the word of God, what makes that relevant? Mm. You know, one of the episodes in the future I'd like to do is to talk about some of these declarations of Jesus, understand, teach people what the understanding of the seven spirits of God and how Jesus relates us to each part, what those seven spirits really are, and how that relates to the temple that God gave Moses on the mountain. Amen. And, and I'm going to put that in my podcast, and I thought that would be a couple yeah. of really good episodes Amen. for you and I. Amen. Because the book of Revelation comes to play in all of this. It's not just a forecasting or a fortune telling of the future, but it gives us a ground. It gives us a, a grounding of right now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That sounds great. So share with us how someone can reach out to you and get more information on this. You bet. So GCC God centered concept, 2038 at gmail.com. I also have, uh, you can jump in on my journal on line on Amazon and you can buy my, my journal as well. Amen. But Amen. The, the email is a good way to reach out to me. If you want to discuss some of this, um, eventually we're going to be developing blogs and things of that nature. We're, we've literally just kicked off this ministry. Yeah. Thin ministry. Amen. Then mission back in April. And Amen. so we're, we're in the grass grassroots phase of this, the Lord. of this movement, but this is about sparking the great harvest. And, and I would just tell everybody out there that's listening, ask the Lord in prayer, what your role needs to be to spark the great harvest. I'm, I'm just trying to be a spark here. That's Amen. it. Amen. I'm trying to light a fire. And, so uh raging fire starts with that one little spark. Exactly. Uh, yep. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And, and you know, I'm looking forward to, to this discussion next time on the declarations of Jesus, because that is so needful. Praise God. And I'll put the links to all this down in the show notes below. And before we close, share again about your podcast, God Centered Concept. You bet God Centered Concept is really about is about the seven step process to help us connect deeper with God. It's really discipleship and it's real discipleship. And it's also eventually going to teach, trying to teach people how to share their faith and how to take that same message to other people. And it's all about sparking the great harvest. It really Amen. is. It's, it is geared to doing that. Amen. Amen. And it, and I will say this when the Western church, this Western church with all the resources that we have at our fingertips right now, if we will spark and rise up, the great harvest won't take very long. Amen. We have the resources to reach everybody. So true. I mean, folks, there is no doubt that we're living in what we call the end times. I mean, it started. And doing this, we're doing this in order to give you a more thorough understanding of how all of this fits into what we're witnessing in society right now, all around us. We should not be in a state of, of withdrawal and fear and trepidation. We need no. to be excited. We need to be reaching out and thanking God for the day and time in which we live. You know, the Bible says that Jesus said the prophets of old desired to see these days, but couldn't, you know, he, he's telling us we are the chosen generation. 
that we need to be sure that we're doing what is required in order to reach as many people as possible. Drop down the show notes, reach out to Scott, ask questions, be sure to order a copy of his book, God Center Concept Journal, Making God's Word My Ways. And, and I want to leave you again with this thought. As you witness all these things happening around us, don't be filled with fear, be filled with faith. Look up, your redemption is about to draw near, praise God. And Scott, thank us again for coming on the program today, man. I do appreciate it. I am looking forward to this next one. Praise God. The declarations of Jesus. That's stuff that you can you, you put your stake in the ground right there. Praise God. Amen. I appreciate your time today. And thank you, Bob. It's been great being on the show again. And I look forward to some more great discussions that we'll have in the future. Amen. Well, until next time, for Scott Wright and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.